Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're about to listen to the incredible CEO and founder of Live Tinted and my dear friend Deepika. You guys don't want to miss this one. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest beauty brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder, keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders from around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to inspire and hopefully help each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. If you're an entrepreneur or simply just curious to know how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you to our guest for today, my dear friend and amazing entrepreneur, Deepika. Deepika is a South Asian beauty entrepreneur, businesswoman and founder and CEO of Live Tinted, a multicultural community brand fusing beauty and culture. From her viral YouTube video to now launching an array of inclusive and innovative makeup products, Deepika's story is truly like no other. Deepika, I'm so excited to have you on this podcast and I can't wait to get into it. Thank you for having me. I feel like we've had many of these conversations just one-on-one on the phone. So it's nice to, you know, Ex- publicly share all Exactly. <laughs> Minus a few of the struggles and the, and, and the venting. But um, yeah, just for you to put some put some yeah. context, guys, me and Deepika, we, we do have a lot of regular calls and her story has always inspired me. Every time I hang up on the phone, I'm like, all right, rejuvenated. So I, I think I want you guys to all benefit from these calls in this podcast. So I think Deepika, let's just go straight into the first and the most obvious question is just tell us a little bit about who you are as a person. It's hard to say, but if you can summarize. I was just answering a Slack and now I am turning off my Slack, which I think every person who's an aspiring founder understands that there is always a million things going on. Okay. So now I'm too How am I, how am I doing? Is that what you No, asked? see, this is, this is, no, this is Deepika. She is the most multi, she is absolutely a multitasker. Um, but I mean, I love the fact that you're still on Slack while we're, we're about to, <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, but who, who, just tell us a bit about you know, you and your, your journey at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up, I'm in Texas right now, which is where I grew up. And I always wanted to have my own beauty brand. I told my very traditional South Asian parents at a very young age, I, I was 16, that I one day wanted to have my own beauty brand. And they kind of just like LOLs and were like, go study for your SATs. But I took it very seriously. Everything I've done from that point onwards was to one day build this brand. Um, I was very much a girl who walked down the makeup aisles and had very distinct memories of of not just seeing products that didn't work for me because I don't even think at that time I realized I didn't have products that didn't work for me because all my mom had were shades that didn't match my skin tone. But I just thought that was normal because I was told I was supposed to be lighter. And so I thought that the point of makeup was to actually make my skin lighter. And so that's been really heavy and, and kind of inspired a lot of my decisions for my own brand. Um, but every decision I've made since 16 to now was to launch Live Tinted. Um, I was a marketing major at the University of Texas, and I did a case competition that I won for my university, which landed me an internship at L'Oreal, the largest beauty company in the world. And that was, to me, the dream. It was like, 
be a brand marketer at L'Oreal, go to Harvard Business School, make my dad happy, and then launch my own beauty brand. And that path kind of got completely twisted after my internship at L'Oreal. They didn't offer me a full-time job. And so I ended up um, a brief stint at Limited Brands working at Victoria's Secret, but um, really kicked off my career at a company called Birchbox, which was um, at the time I was employee 20, like the hottest tech beauty startup in the game. They invented the subscription face space. Technically, I, I feel like that's that was kind of their stamp at the time. Um, and while I was there, I saw this whole world of influencer pop off um, and it was wild to see it all go down. And I essentially started to really get fascinated and started work at, at Birchbox on influencer programs and saw that there was nobody who looked like me doing it. And so um, January of 2015, I picked up a phone, held it vertically instead of horizontally and um, filmed myself using red lipstick under my eyes to mask dark circles. Um, and that video changed my life forever. And it was zero calculation because clearly it looked crazy. Um, um, but it was me just sharing a tip that I had done for a few years in my life to solve a beauty concern that I felt like nobody was saying or talking about because nobody who looked like me was a beauty influencer. And so I was like, you know what? Even if this is just for my girlfriends, I genuinely think this is a great tip and it's a beauty hack. It simplifies your beauty routine. Um, but BuzzFeed picked it up. And after that, my whole life changed. And that video now has 10 million views and it kickstarted a whole new career. And I quit my job to be a beauty influencer for three years, always with the dream of one day still starting my own brand. Like nothing changed from 16 year old Deepika. But what did change was kind of what that brand was really fully in totality going to be about. Um, I think when I was 16, I did want to create a brand for people who look like me. I thought it was going to be called Deep Beauty. Um, I wanted it to stand for deeper skin tones. And that hasn't changed. I mean, Live Tinted is called Tinted for a reason. Um, I wanted to make sure that people who had um, our backgrounds finally saw themselves in this beauty space. Um, but I think what has changed was the way I started the brand as a community platform prior to launching our own products. And that really stemmed from the fact that like, being in this industry across the corporate side and an influencer, I recognized that there was a, a need for this hub where we were talking about topics that no one was really talking about in the beauty industry, like colorism and, and, and making it more of um, less taboo. And so anyways, after a year of that, we ended up launching our very first product, which is the Hue Stick, which goes all the way back to my viral video. But I have the Hue Stick right here. Let you talk I, well, we're, we're yeah. going to talk about your products and lift into it in a bit. But you said something so important at the beginning, which is all about us growing up. We're both South Asian. So we have you know a lot of similarities in this. This yes. colorism was really something so prevalent. And it mainly, you know, I think we can give an example of a brand, which is now renamed, Fair and Lovely, right? This brand name was the antithesis of everything we... All the issues stem from something like this simple product, which really was a, I guess you could say a, a vehicle of what people were thinking. It was a message so deeper. Did you have a lot of issues growing up with sort of skin colors and this sort of idea? You have to be fair to be lovely, you know? Absolutely. I, um, I always say this, but I think it's, 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 it's important because I feel like then you get a visual that I dyed wow. this hair blonde. Yeah. I put in blue contacts and I use fair and lovely on my face. And on top of the fair and lovely, I was putting on foundation that was lighter than my skin tone. And, you know, with the, with the launch that I, um, we just launched these raised copper eye patches and I was going down what the sun meant to me and, and, and this feeling of like how much the sun has held such a powerful place in my life, because there was this duality where culturally yeah. I was told to avoid it. But socially, mm -hmm. I was told to embrace it. And I think that kind of weird in-between feeling was what caused me to this day to have this love-hate relationship with the sun. And I wanted to launch these rays as under-eye patches because I feel like I wanted to reclaim and take that back. Is like the sun is the most beautiful thing, and it's the constant in our lives with the sunset and sunrise. And I just feel like growing up, you and me, 
had to see it in such an almost yeah. like evil way. And I, I really wanted to sort of change that mentality because, um, I, I, I think that every skin tone is beautiful. I genuinely do. I think the scary, sad part is that we were trained that only one side of it, the fair side yeah. of it was beautiful. And that to me is what I think we have the power to do as a beauty industry to change in this generation for the next generation. Um, and, and that's, that's my whole hope and goal. I would really say that today we're, we, we have still a progress to be done, but we're really making leaps and you know, bounds yeah. and they've changed from fair and lovely to glow and lovely. Agreed. Um, and I said, our mindsets, I think we both now look yeah. at our skin colors and skin tones and we're embracing the sun from no, lo- no longer kind of hiding in umbrellas and putting, uh, I'm sure you put uh, full length clothes at the beach because uh, we've been told yeah. don't go yeah. out on the sun, but uh, now we're embracing it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the of times I used to get scrubs and tan you know detan myself it's just ridiculous this mindset but that's what we knew and also that's what every other South Asian household was honestly experiencing which is why our friends were telling us this as well you know it wasn't just our parents it was um our friends but what what's cool about exactly it's like we we're we've experienced it but was so cool when we launched Live Tinted as a community platform was what I realized by just sharing my truth as a South Asian woman there were uh, Latinx women, African-American women, East Asian women who all were saying that they mm. felt the same thing. And I think that that's the crazy, interesting thing about a topic like colorism is that, and I think why I feel like it's so important to be a part of the Live Tinted DNA is that we're more connected from different cultural backgrounds than we realize around common beauty frustrations we've had in our lives. And I think that's a really beautiful thing when we all were told that this Eurocentric standard of beauty was what we had to be. And it's like, hey, you know what? We can actually unite as different people together around this commonality of like, we were all told that this was the only thing that was beautiful. And let's change this narrative together, it's, which I think is amazing. So and also the fact that you guys are doing it like that's not you're not just talk. You guys have done it and you're doing it, which is well, you know, we're going to get into that because I'm obsessed. We're all doing it. You, we're you're all, also doing it, you know? We're all doing it. But but honestly, you know, that's where the difference with what you've done with Live Tinted is you started community first. And a lot of people, a lot of brands are not this. I think I can actually, I don't think I can actually name a brand that's done that. Like you can have people, there, there are beauty brands that are community led, like Glossier, et cetera, but you're community first. And that's yeah. very different. So we'll, we'll get into that. But I'm very curious about, you know, your corporate journey. You you've, you worked at Birchbox at the time. What was that moment, apart from, you know, I know you had the viral moment, et cetera, but how did you decide to say, no, enough corporate, let's just go straight into this entrepreneurship route? Because that's a, that's a tough decision to make. Man, I know. And I think about it now and I'm like, I had some guts. Like I had no yeah. idea when my next paycheck was coming. And my parents, like I think about my parents now too. It's like, wow, like, in hindsight, they were so incredibly supportive of, of me. When you think about the fact that your daughter just quit her job to go be a YouTuber, like what is that even what, or an influencer? Like what? And for me, that was never it, right? Like there was always a purpose and a plan for why I was doing what I was doing. But I think about it from my South Asian parents perspective. And it's like, wow, like, thank you so much for being moral support for me because I could have easily just broken, but I, I was so Sure. Like I was so, I think, cause I was reflecting on it recently. Cause as I'm like exploring like a book and stuff, like I was thinking about it and I was like, I, I don't even remember being scared or had any fear in my body. It's like, I almost just like tricked myself into thinking that like there was no other option. Mm-hmm. And so when that viral video happened, it was kind of the sign I was already looking for. So what your actual question was, was when did I kind of have that gut reaction? The reality is after being three years at a startup and seeing it go from 20 employees to 150 employees or something like that, and their revenue goals were just like growing like crazy. I was already ready to think about what my next step was. And I didn't know if that was business school. I didn't know if it was, I had my friend starting a company that hired VC funding and they wanted me to come join them as their like CMO, that co-founder. And actually, no, there was no other or at the time. It wasn't like I was thinking at that time, or let me just start my own brand. No, Mm. my options were stay at Birchbox and they were, they actually positioned and told me I could create my own job there and kind of build a brand within Birchbox, which sounds like a dream, right? Um, and, or I was going to go to business school or start another company. Hmm. But then when that video went viral, it was like, to me, the sign that I was already looking for to say, 
Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to business school. I'm not going to go start a brand. I'm not going to start my brand with my existing employer. And I'm not going to go start another brand that had nothing to do with my actual dream. It was the sign I needed to just kind of dive in and realize, yeah, you could have a 15 minutes of fame or you could turn it into your dream career. I think also you are pretty much a summary. Like I think similar to me, because I worked in corporate for so many years and I think we're kind of like, I call them like corporate entrepreneurs. Like, you know, we, we, we can be using, we don't realize sometimes we use them as stepping stones and sometimes they're just accidentally stepping stones. But when you see that success of Birchbox, you know, you want to do it with your own mission, your own baby. And I think that was the thing that pushed you. Well, and I will say like uh, Vicky from Tatcha told me this, she called it intrapreneur um, where like mm. you're, yeah, it was interesting. She told me like for hires, she looks for entrepreneurs. And I, that stuck with me because she at L'Oreal was an entrepreneur. She was inside this corporate company, but she was an entrepreneur inside of there. And that's exactly what I was at Birchbox within this startup. I was working on the in-house product development, which was a small startup within the startup. It was like, how can we make our in-house brands? Um, And I think that that's just who I am in spirit. And even outside of that, like I kicked off a find your shade program for them to make it so you could buy complexion products online easier by identifying someone who looked like you to buy the products and things that I was always passionate about. I did through Birchbox to learn and get my feet wet and it benefited the business greatly. Um, but what I did realize was it was just things that I wanted to build my brand around weren't a business priority for them, which I, mm-hmm. I understand, right? Like every business has different goals, but that's what made me realize, like if I really want to achieve my goals and my purpose in life, I have to build it myself. Honestly, same here. And this is what with, with Dior, I did a lot of what I could do. And then there's that point where you're like, you just want to go more. And sometimes you're saying, I don't want more salary. I don't want more. T- I just want to yeah. keep on inventing, doing more. And when you feel stifled by that growth and sometimes, you know, certain values are not matched because it's not your company yeah. and, you know, you can't control it. For me, it was a giving back element. I really felt when I was in corporate, I didn't have that true giving back. It was marketing driven. Like, what should we do to give back? And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that for it. me was uh, the priority of deeper skin tones. Uh, and yes. again, I don't I'm not faulting the business because it's like they had their customers and they were doing what they did. But I just felt so fundamentally strong about representation. Um, and so it just, we get to a point, I know you were the exact same way where it's like, we worked our butts off for these. It wasn't like, I feel like I've ever slacked. Like I worked as if I was a a co-founder of that company. I truly felt so proud of my job every single day, but now it was my time to build my own. And I think you're in the same page. So, I mean, you know, that viral video, I want to know what was it? Because people always try to say, even us as brand founders, we are like, we want to go viral because that leads to sales, that leads to business, yeah. but it's hard. You can't create it. It's, it's, no. it's, it's, a, it's luck, but it's a little bit of everything. It's a, it's a magic potion. But how did you feel and what was it like? Did you wake up and you suddenly had views or was it just your phone was going off the chart? What was it like? Yeah, I remember I was sitting at my desk at my job and I got a, a Gmail like ping or whatever, Gchat ping. And it was like, BuzzFeed just posted your video. You're about to go viral. And I had like my heart fall to my stomach, but I also didn't realize what being featured on BuzzFeed could really do for your life. After that, I would just wake up and it was Vogue India, Cosmo UK, Daily Mail, Refinery29, Allure, like boom, 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 boom. And then along with those press hits, the views went boom, 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 boom. And I remember when it hit 100,000 views, was when I knew it was going to hit a million views. But I didn't yeah. know that after I hit a million views, I would get a call from the Today Show to come do the segment on air, which to me was the the actual sign because being an influencer or YouTuber as a businesswoman, I, I couldn't just, which I'm so over it now, but there was years of my life where I felt like I'm not an influencer. I'm not a beauty influencer. I'm a smart businesswoman. And I had this weird complex about being called that influencer name or whatever. And I think that all stems from my parents, right? Like the validity of my family um, and and what they would say. But being a Today Show on-air expert (laughs) where they can go tell their friends to go watch their daughter on air felt way more justifiable. So when I got that email from them to do the segment on air, was the day I put in my two weeks notice. And I was like, this is the sign. This is it. And everybody told me like, you don't just go on the Today Show and become a regular girl. Like you go once and it's a cool moment in your life. And I didn't listen and it worked out. I remember after that first segment, 
the senior producer came up to me and she just was like, we can't believe it's your first time doing national television. We'd love to have you back regularly. Um, and you know, when you just know you're made to do something like I knew I was built to do that, like live television was like my thing. Like I, I felt like being a YouTuber was actually really difficult for me because that was more edited and scripted. And like, you're in a room by yourself trying to motivate yourself. And I'm, I'm so extrovert pre pandemic. I'm so extrovert that I, um, I needed the energy of, of a a crew and like a team to motivate me to go. And so I enjoyed way more that live television, which, you know, there's millions of people tuning in. Anything could go wrong over sitting in my apartment, trying to get myself to film a video. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm the same. Honestly, I prefer this. Well, I've become to learn to love this. Yeah. But I I love the, even that little message of this story is like, if if people are now waiting for this aha moment, it might come. You just don't know. I mean, Deepika didn't know no. it was going to go viral. Yeah. And she didn't know she was going to two weeks later put in like her notice or whatever. You know, this is something that it can happen whenever. So if you're feeling a bit in the in the muds, just, you know, be hopeful but and it will happen when it's meant to happen. I but will, you have to try, you have to, you, you have to make the video, right? You have to still instigate it. That's just it. And I think the sca- thing people are the most scared about is this idea of um, um, t- taking the leap of quitting their job. But I didn't just quit mm. my job. I started my YouTube channel while I was at my job on my weekends. Like I didn't do it mm-hmm. during my work hours. I didn't do it ever where it conflicted with my job. I had to take the initiative to say, I'm going to create this hobby in my life of starting a YouTube channel and make it a hobby, make it something I enjoyed outside of my work hours. And I think that's the thing people need to understand is you can test your business idea or something you're interested in doing while being at your current job. You just have to cut out other things in your life. Like I didn't see a lot of my friends for a while. I didn't talk to my family as much, but it's to me in my twenties, that's what my twenties were about. It was about learning and soaking Mm -hmm. in and, and, trying to grow in my career as much as possible. And, um, and it, it worked out for me. You have to plant the seeds because if you don't yeah, plant the seeds, you you're not going to get anything. And, and I think also, um, you know, realizing there's 24 hours in the day, there's a lot more hours than we think. And, um, I think that we can be so much more than just one thing. Like I hate when people say, what do you yeah. do for a job? And you're like, Oh, I only have one box for my occupation. Like why? Like we can do so much more than that. I feel like, uh, we're, our generation is the generation of the slash. It's like, I'm an entrepreneur yeah. slash, you know, like a business owner slash influencer slash I'm not a mom, but you know, people are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on the same page with that. But, yeah. uh, um, so then, you know, so you, you, you basically, you went viral, a lot of opportunities came and then Live Tinted was born. Um, I know you were talking about how the names were different iterations from Deep Beauty to this, but then Live Tinted. Yeah. Uh, we know why the name was created. Beautiful name, but why community first? Like why, what was the, what was your goal initially? I just didn't want this brand to be just about me. And I felt like mm-hmm. Deep Beauty was just inherently because my name is it's, it's included into it. I just felt as though I've learned through my years in this industry that there are so many people ready to see themselves represented and seen. And, and I so badly wanted to be like even being an influencer, right? Like those three years I was an influencer, what got me through it, waking up every day, like taking selfies of myself. Um, was that I felt like I was representing for a whole collective of brown girls who were just waiting Mm -hmm. for their chance. And I got the opportunity through a lot of hustle and networking to be in Mac campaigns, L'Oreal commercials, like Samsung ads, like all major things that I know as a little brown girl, I would have dreamt to see someone look like me doing it. But after three years of it, I realized there's a whole collective of brown girls that also deserve an opportunity. And the reality is that I became the token brown girl in like every campaign. It was like me, I was one of three girls that basically got picked for every beauty brand campaign. But there was a whole collective of us that were dying to just get the chance. And so what I found myself doing was like DMing, you know, I don't want to say smaller, but like people who are just starting their career as influencers and being like, 
Hey, like I just told this brand about you, like make sure you respond to their email or Ulta's looking for somebody to do this campaign. Like you, I felt like you'd be perfect for it. And they were like, what are you like? Thank you? Question mark. And it's like, <laughs> what was the catch? <laughs> there was, you know, it was just like, I genuinely it's feel like this you. is my yeah. purpose. Like I feel as though exactly. I was meant to do this, to set up a space to allow other people to do this. And I think we all feel that responsibility as you grow in your career. And I felt like I felt numb to being the girl in the beauty brand campaigns. And I knew that there was girls dreaming of being in that campaign. So starting mm -hmm. Live Tinted as this collective where we could all like, I remember featuring brown girls that I know nobody had ever seen before. And then them messaging me and being like, oh my God, thank you so much. Beauty Blender hit me up and I'm going to be in one of their campaigns because all these brands were just starting to get on the inclusivity train. Finally, thank God. Um, and mm -hmm. so, but you know, I feel like we have to be the generation that goes through this kind of performative, tokenized inclusivity to then make it normalized for this next generation. So I, I, I feel like that's why it was important to me was that I did it and I saw it and I saw the tokenizing happening and I, I knew I had the power to help. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Change it. So. And, you know, you've built on your personal account, as you as an individual, such a loyal... I think your yeah. kindness is really rubbed off. I remember, you know, when we first, well, we met at, in person at a Dior, yeah. you know, Dior event and yeah. you even, you, you, you support, you promoted me on your channel and, you know, you told people about me and I remember, you know, I've been tagged by a lot of influencers, celebrities and I, sometimes I just, you know, curiously, I see, oh, I didn't get that many followers. Not, not that I care, but you know, sometimes you get people 10 million followers tag you and you're like, oh, I got 10 followers. Yep. When you tagged me, I got hundreds wow, and I remember yeah. this and I literally was looking like, wow, like, Deepika's audience yeah. listens and is loyal. And, you know, that translates to Live Tinted, where you've really put them first and you really listen, but you're also promoting them. You're kind of like a, like a, like a, a mentor in a way of an industry that doesn't have much, I would say, people like you, putting people up and giving them a platform to speak. So that's why I love that Live Tinted. It's really a platform um, that is truly inclusive but not just for brown like you know as you said now it's multicultural you know you've really yeah. connected everything well you know i i I, str I struggled with that back and forth because i think sometimes i had a lot of investors in my ear saying because i actually yeah. positioned this brand in the very beginning like if you look at my very first investor deck i said live tinted is for every shade in between and we still say every shade in between, but that definition has kind of changed. And I, I think any person starting their own brand will see general evolutions of what the mission and purpose are. But 
it all kind of goes back to the same roots. Um, so for example, for me, I said every shade in between and I, in my deck, it was everyone that was mid-toned. It was everyone between white and black. Like I felt like Fenty had just launched and I, I, there was a lot of people in my ear saying like, oh, well that the, there, there's already an inclusive beauty brand. And I, to that, I say, has anyone ever said to Bobby Brown that she couldn't coexist with Laura Mercier? Um, you know, like why, why can there only be one, one doing this, this, exactly. and by the way, there needs to be a collective of us doing it. Like yeah. there needs to be more South Asian founders like you and myself. Hundred percent. It's the only way that there's actual change that's going to happen. We can't do this alone. It's just, we're, we're two yeah. individuals, you know? So uh, when I said the mid-tone range, they still didn't think it was big enough. And it's just so funny now because the whole world has changed and now it's all about Niche is the new big idea, like lean and niche, yeah. go niche, like stick to something specific. And for me, you know, the thing is, I, I, I love, by the way, you know this already, I love Fable and Maine so much. And it's so true to who you are and, and, and your culture and your background bleeds through it. It's, it's, it's the perfect brand I see you launching, you and your sister. Um, but for me, yeah. what I realized was I, my identity is very much an Indian American and for me, yes. what I wanted was to be the person who creates a brand that finally includes the South Asian woman in the narrative for the first time yes. ever in a larger brand that was uh, truly inclusive for all skin tones. Like that's what genuinely feels right for me. That said, any way that I can put my culture on, I'm going to. Like our first influencer launch was a holy event. Yeah. Which is the festival of color. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. any, and you're going to see with the launch we're doing in a couple months, like there's, there's a lot of ways that I want to incorporate my culture to hopefully help other people celebrate their culture. And I think just by seeing somebody so loud and proud, you don't have to be Indian yeah. to, to resonate with that immigrant narrative and feeling. And so why would I limit what I hope to dreams and goals and not do it all? And I think, um, there are steps to it though. I, and the one thing I will, I promise yeah. I will never ever not do. And I know you're doing the same thing and it's so important is put my culture on. Like we have to, we have to, Yes. we have to do it. Um, the, the Indian community deserves it. It's just too important. Yes. And, um, I don't think you or I will ever like steer away from that. For you in the, in the beauty space and me in, in the hair care space, we have a mission yeah. in the sense of to correct what we didn't see growing up. And, you know, that that does need that positive acceleration and extra support. But at the same time, connect with other people who have similar narratives. And I love that. And it's so, so powerful. You had the community and then you started launching, obviously, because of the success of the viral YouTube video, the Houstics, which is your first hero skews. And, you know, you launched a lot of different uh, colors. And I have one here, which I'm obsessed with. You're the best. By the way, anyone listening to this, like, <laughs> talk about a true cheerleader friend. Like, you always go and buy the products and support since day one. And it means the absolute world. Like, no, you're a genuine, really, no one, you're not asking for free products. Like, you recognize, you know how many friends ask me for free products? <laughs> I'm like, no, but I mean, the least I can do is support, but also like generally as well, like I even tried them. I mean, I, I might not be the main customer, but I've tried this product. You know, I've tried your Hue Glow. I've tried, oh, I, you yeah, know, I've tried, I love your, your Unity Bum. But like, um, it's, it's, it's without a shout, but uh, yeah, that, that goes without saying. For me, it's just, it's, 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 for me, I want to do that. So I'm glad, but I'm glad you recognize that. That's nice of you to say. Thank you. With your, you know, you have a very, you have a very clear theme with copper, which obviously for me really resonates with South Asian culture in India, uh, traditionally. What was that first kind of step of how you created this to look and feel? Thank you. Yeah, I think for me, innovation is so important to what I want to build with this brand, because I think products outlive founders. And I think for me, I wanted each product to really create a stamp in this industry. And innovation is not easy when it's a very cluttered beauty market, right? But there's there's ways you can do it. Like, and you've done it. And I, I, I love seeing brands do innovation. Is, um, for me, there's a million multi-sticks out there, but how many of them are created with ingredients that can work to color correct your and packed with skincare um, and color correct your dark circles. That didn't exist. That just doesn't exist, which is why we've won multiple beauty awards is this was a real innovation in the beauty industry. And color correcting was typically a artistry product. 
And we simplified it for the everyday girl by mm-hmm. making it into a multi-stick. And I think that kind of mindset as we go into product launches, like with the Unity Bomb Gloss, making it a bomb and a gloss in one that also works as a face gloss, but is nourishing for the lips and ties perfectly with the Hue stick is something I'm really proud of. I will say on the flip side of it as a startup company, and I've had these discussions with you, is product development and the timelines. I don't think people talk about this enough. Nobody talks about like certain products take longer than other products. Like something I've been working on since launch is an SPF and it's finally ready and we're launching it soon. But it's like that takes two years, like literally to create. And um, so, you know, the Hue Glow to me is and Michelle Lee from Allure, the editor in chief, just told me it was her favorite highlighter she's ever used. It is a true serum innovative product. However, I I can I recognize that in the scale of launching products for Live Tinted, it wouldn't have been my next product. Like I wanted to go from Hue. This is tea that I've never said out loud, but I feel like for a founded beauty podcast, it's very relevant to mm. share that look. Like sometimes very things relevant. don't go to plan. Like I didn't want to launch Hue Glow until after the SPF, until after our foundation, until we created a color correcting system. Is was was goal number one was how can we create a color cresting system and really be known for that. However, foundations, SPF, like um, these products, these under eye patches that just launched, like these all took longer. And what were we going to do? Just sit around when a product was done being made. And when I knew it was an incredible product, no, it was like you had to adapt and figure it out. And, and so we launched it. And now that we're like, you know, you, you know, that we're having retail conversations and stuff like, uh, yeah. Now my goal is, Deepika, like, don't overthink it. I have worked really hard and have the most ride or die loyal community who is going to be there with me through every kind of bump in the road. But also, it's only a bump in the road to myself. Like, it's not like the world is seeing yes, it that exactly. way. So you kind of just go with it. But no. I think in a very cluttered beauty market, again, something you and I, you're a branding genius. And so we've talked about this before is... um you have to be very clear about how you like how your brand is positioned in a very cluttered beauty market, especially when you go into a retailer. Especially because you're not in, you're not you're not in your like you know D to C your website that's your playing field. But when you're in a retailer, there are so many factors to consider, and I think it's it's important to find yeah. that balance. You don't want them to like them and you dictate your brand dictate or which is why I think you were and we're going to do the same thing. I think it's smart that if you still know a product is going to be really great for your brand identity and, and resonate with your customers and a retailer doesn't like it, that's why your .com exists, which is why I, I don't know if Sephora is going to take your Tiger tea drops, but... No, probably not. But, but and that's the thing. And and I'm kind of glad to keep yeah. it for my own customer because that's our wellness hub that I want to... But, but you know, a couple of two things, you know, what you said, which resonates so much. I think, A, thank you for being honest and, you know, I haven't told you, I haven't, I, normally I call you after these things, but um, last week we found out that a launch was meant to happen in store and all online is now not going to launch in a month because we've mm-hmm. had production issues. Uh, and now we're going to have to wait till September, three months later, uh, you know, it's a, because of a, some issue with the supply chain with India and stuff. And this is, you know, it's out of our control. control, but it's how you, how you react and, and how you do it. But I, I love how, um, you know, you, you make that journey. No one will really see that apart from yourself. You might overthink it. But the one thing you can do always is make sure you deliver the best yes. of what you can do. And with what you've done, you know why I know Lift Tinted? I was two things. One is I was on a um, retailer call today that one of the retailers you're at. And they actually mentioned Aww. you, because I mentioned you. And they were saying how amazing you are and, and Lift Tinted is doing. But also, like, what I noticed about product is your products, apart from being on influencers' hands and everywhere makeup mm. artists celebrity they use mm-hmm. it on celebrities and i've seen so many celebrities and if someone's going to put mm-hmm. it on a celebrity's face you know it's damn good stuff they will not do it because they're friends with deepika that's a good you benchmark know? that's a really good benchmark like i think uh awards winning beauty awards of course a lot of it is like pr and stuff but michelle yeah. lee as the editor-in-chief is not gonna like put her stamp on Say something that. if she does not like a product um and you're right like exactly. uh either will make up artists better because that's the celebrity on the line <laughs> that's a celebrity yeah and they didn't ask for lift tinted yeah. on their face they're you know they're putting it into their routine so honestly that's why it's a little thing but that goes a long way for me when i look at uh, look at I'm things so if it. you guys are listening and you're wondering is this is it working it does work so you know You've launched amazing products. You've got a new product launching, just launched, and you're launching many more. 
this building beauty brands it's 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 it can be tough and also during a pandemic so how has it been like during this last year and a half for you has it just been a bit of a self-reflection um what's it been like <laughs> i i feel like i'm gonna look back on this last three years of building this company and hopefully have like a i'm so proud of myself mentality i feel like the toughest part about being a ceo is I care way more about the happiness of their the people who work at Live Tinted than my own happiness. Um, because I think about my own experiences working at companies and I think about, wow, these people chose to build their lives and careers with my company. Like, whoa. And that is a that is a pressure wow. and kind of like a and I, I will say in the beginning. I didn't know what I was doing. Being a, this is I'm, this is my first time being a CEO, and I was also being an influencer mm-hmm. while being a CEO. And the industry had changed so much, and I made a ton of mistakes, and I really, really made a ton of mistakes. And I can completely own it. I didn't know what I was doing, but what I can now look back on three years, and what I can say at this point, I am so proud of myself. Is that that is what I care about the most is making sure that every person who works at my company feels like they can build their their careers here. And we take so much pride in who we hire at Live Tinted to make sure that they reflect our values. Like that is such a big part of like the interview process. And um, I've made a lot of mistakes, but one thing that I think I, I've really grown to know is that gut reaction of who to hire versus not because production delays are going to happen. Pandemics are going to happen. Investors are going to pull out. Things are going to happen like that. Um, but employees that's feel connected to the mission of Live Tinted are going to stick through it with you. Like something really happened for us um, yeah. uh, a month ago, which I've already been like, whoo, what a blessing in disguise. But it's very interesting when those things happen. I, we're really transparent with our employees. We tell them everything, even when things go wrong and tell them we're going to get through it. Yeah. And um, everyone was like, well, blessing in disguise. And I was like, exactly. And I think for me, that is what I like. When I think about Live Tinted in 10 years from now, I want us to be known as a place that not only products people love wearing, but a place people love working at and a company that's really made a stamp in this industry. Like I want to be a legacy brand. And as you said at the beginning, well, A, you have to cultivate a family. You've got to also, you know, this conscious capitalism approach of bringing everyone with you on that journey. Because as you said, you want it to outlast the founder. And that's the only way is bringing everyone with you and make them feel as it's much their brand as it is yours, which it is. It's, you know, they're working day and night on it just as well as you. And I think I love that. Not many CEOs or founders have that mentality. So that is something that, I mean, if you're looking to hire, you know, you should put in a wait list to work at Live Tinted because you'll have an amazing <laughs> Well, and I will say, we talked boss. about this too, like we're a small company. So like hiring yeah. senior people, I think the biggest mistake, it's so hard. hard, but I think the biggest mistake... I made early on was not hiring a senior marketing leader early enough in a company. And I think every, every business is different for anyone listening to this. But for me, knowing that my time was best used doing podcasts like this and, uh, you know, doing uh, any type of marketing that I can do as Deepika, who's built herself as an influencer, that's the best use of my time. But I felt for so long, I'm a marketer. I'm a marketer. We don't need a VP of marketing. That's an expensive hire. And I can do it. Um, I've realized that that was my biggest fault because the people who are working under me, I, I was not a good manager. And the best thing I did mm. was hire a VP of marketing, finally, who just started and she's incredible because yes. it wasn't about me not being able to do the job. It's the fact that somebody could have done it better and I could be using my time on something that only I could be doing for the business. I know I love, we've had this conversation about hiring and I love the fact that you showed her so openly. Like it was like, I got to see her and know her and feel her. And I was already like, I love that. And she's oh, awesome, so excited. So I'm really happy for you. Um, no, you deserve it. Um, so we're going to end with some fire round questions. But, but just before that, I always finish with a question uh, to kind of highlight your products. And um, I'm going to give you a little okay. anecdote. So finally, traveling is opening up the post pandemic and TSA is being a bit annoying. They're saying, Deepika, you can come on the flight, but you only can bring one beauty product from Live Tinted. So what's that one? And if you're going to choose a stick shade, but what product would you bring with you? I have to say, if I'm about to get on a plane, it's the Ray's under eye patches. The, uh, yeah, like yes. I'm about to get on a plane. I, I need to get off that plane and have just my skin look glowy and my dark circles. Because every time I get off of a plane, 
the the thing that shows my tiredness the most is my under eyes and um rays without mm -hmm. a hue stick without anything will just naturally brighten underneath your eyes so that would be my and by the way the cool part is this is my first time i'm able to say rays on that question and i am so excited because i've run out of my my unity bomb so i'm gonna oh. buy that and the rays tonight so i'm so excited um okay, okay. so fire on questions i know we could speak yeah. all day but yeah we'll probably catch up later on, sure. a, on a on a, a sort of call later <laughs> anyway um so First question, what's another beauty brand you love? And, you know, obviously Fable and Main, we know that. But I what's was, another I one was going to say that. Um, um, okay. God, there's so many. I, I'm trying to think of one that, like, really stands out. And I'm, like, really impressed with beauty brand-wise. Because there's so many these days, man. And it's like, um, yeah, that's there too is many. too many. I think a brand that I think is really smart is My Topicals. Um, they're newer company, mm. um, Black-owned business, and the founders are very young and smart. And really, here's here's how I evaluate a smart beauty brand: is staying really true and and clear to your brand mission and not getting lost in the noise. And I think what they did was their branding is unique; it stands out on social media. Their positioning in store is really ownable because they have two SKUs and those two SKUs cater to specific skin concerns that people have. And their their social digital strategy was really smart for an omni-channel launch into a retailer. Um, and so I think, I don't know them at all, actually, but I think in the very cluttered beauty space, I've, I've been really impressed with they're also young. And so I think to, to be able to do that um, is really impressive. I, I've heard of them, so I need to go more into that story. But that is actually really cool. Uh, what, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Red wine. I wish it wasn't. I w like, but like in volume. <laughs> um, I, have, I have throat issues. And the more I talk, the more I'm doing the influencer and running a business thing. I yeah. should not be drinking red wine, but it is at the end of a day, I don't need dessert. I don't need chocolate, but a glass of wine or two, or or no. What are you currently watching or reading? Oh my god! So I am currently re binging Desperate Housewives from episode one. Um, no, <laughs> I, I actually I used to watch that. I love that I, show. I'm, I'm now great. on episode uh, season six, and I I did the Crown, but I went straight to the Diana season. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah, enough. and it was amazing. And then I I it. Uh, watching shows is a new development in my life. I never did it in my New York life. I never did it in my LA life. And so being back in Texas after this pandemic, there's no better joy I have than not being at an event and being in my bed and having just a normal night of a glass of wine and watching a show. There's something about yeah. the normalcy of not, because the hustle and the entrepreneur life, I already feel it picking back up. Like I was in LA and yeah. now I'm going to Miami this week it's and it's, it's start, I feel it. So I'm so grateful now for this time that we've had to be able to um, just enjoy the simplicities of life outside of our job. And kind of rewind it. And rewind a bit to what we did a bit more growing up. And, you know, I have a TV now back in my, which people say don't put a TV in. But I did actually, it. It was great. It's that nice background music. It's the best, you know, background background videos and whatever. Totally. It's great. Uh, what's your favorite social media platform right now? I think I have to say t TikTok. I think that like probably most people, mm. I think it's so smart that you're getting a TikTok um, intern. We're still looking for one. It's super hard. Um, but I, you know why? I think it's joyful. I think it's less salesy for the time being. <laughs> um, and yeah, for the time being. And I love how I'm, I'm, I'm learning so much about Gen Z through it. And it makes me excited to see how woke the next generation is. Um, because I think it's, Crazy. yeah, it's next level. Um, and I'm learning a lot through it. So I like TikTok. Me too. Learning is the key word as yeah. well. And also it's fun it's content fun. sometimes. Yeah. And last question. Um, if you want in the beauty space, what do you think you would be doing? Oh, uh, well, I think this is kind of cheating because it's in the entertainment space, but I always thought I would like be a host on like a show. Like I always, and who knows, I feel like that could totally happen one day. Exactly. Um, you've taught me I this actually, Akash. Like, you've taught me that like, why do we have to, why do I have to just be the CEO of Live Tinted? If I build it the right way and the right team in place, I will always be the founder. And that's actually an incredible goal because I want to do inclusivity. Like I talk about, I want to do an inclusive bra line one day because I used to work at Victoria's Secret and they always, this, the same mm -hmm. attachment I have to the beauty industry through L'Oreal I have with Victoria's Secret. And 
Um, your girl has a big old chest and I want to create a line for that. That's inclusive. And I want to write a book. I want to do a podcast one day. There's so much I want to do. And so I realized yeah. that like I can do it all. So maybe I will do hosting again. And I think it's, I mean, people like you are so rare in this world because you're just so fearlessly you and real and authentic and you stand for something also so important. So I would say if you can go into as many industries as possible and change as many industries as you can, please do it. So whatever you need for me to make you do that, do it. Uh, we'll be in a better world with more deep guys uh. touches and things so well it's been an absolute pleasure as always I mean I feel like we're just on one of our things um, so ju- where can people find you and Live Tinted and where can they find Live Tinted.com L-I-V-E-T-I-N-T-E-D and it's Live Tinted on all social channels and, and you can follow me Deepika with the C D-E-E-P-I-C-A um, on all social channels too amazing everyone please if I couldn't say more enough this person you must follow and you must check out live tinted because honestly they're the best formulations best products and i cannot wait what's to come because you're just dropping new gems every time i check it something new coming i'm excited, I love you. I'm excited for the spf too it's gonna be great well thanks deepika and we'll speak soon anyway yes yeah? thank you thank you thank you for having me i hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable of Maine goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 